I'm so excited to have these two guests on my show. It's Jocelyn, which you've seen many, many times uh, just with Jocelyn, but also with Kristen. And they, we talk a lot about parenting together. But I invited her and her significant other, Daryl, to come in because Daryl's a step parent. And I had a step parent that I just adored. My dad's second wife, Jan, was very important to the way I well, actually to who I am today. She was one of the most influential people in my childhood and she was a step parent. And I think step parents um, are in your life for a different reason than a parent. They're there obviously because they love your parent, but they choose to parent you when you have a really good step parent. And I know Daryl to be a very good step parent to Jocelyn's um, three kids. So I wanted to talk to them and see what that was like, see what it was like for Daryl, see what it was like for Jocelyn, see what they thought it was like for their kids. And I think it was a really great conversation. Um, I have obviously had met Daryl several times, but I'd never spent this much time with him. And I just thought, thought he was the best thing ever. And they're such a great couple. So I hope you enjoy this conversation I have with Daryl and Jocelyn about being a step parent and co-parenting. Thank you for coming back every week. Thank you for your emails. If you're looking for me online, you can go to birdieboyproductions.com. There's a wife of the party tab. Please email me through that website. If you would like to contact me, I'm always up for episode ideas, always up for comments. So I do read the emails. I don't I get to respond to all of them, but I do read them. So thank you for, for, for all that you uh, do to show up and to reach out and um, and to share my podcast. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Daryl and Jocelyn. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. I roller skated to your door at daylight. It almost seems like you're About you other than yeah. you're from Alabama. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much that's where it starts and ends. That's, that's <laughs> and, the whole. And he's dumb. Now you I'm know dumb. he's dumb. Well, it, I mean, you know, the good hands... looking. He's very good looking. <laughs> he is. Well, uh, being half Alabaman. <laughs> yeah, so same, you get it. Dumb, you get good looking. That's, same. I mean, that's that's <laughs> our bread Hart and butter. Is brilliant. It's the Alabama. Ooh, nice. We have like really fun sayings, and like we have like a really folksy way of looking at things. Um, I have a tattoo of a banjo on my knee. That's amazing. Yeah, because like of a banjo on my knee. Yeah, because I come from. My the other day, my daughter was like, "Daryl actually likes the song Sweet Home Alabama." Like unironically likes the song Sweet Home Alabama, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, he does." And then she goes, "Tell me the truth. Is it a good song?" And I was like, "It's a good song, but it's not. It's not a good. It's a classic song. rock song. You can't yeah. you can't turn it down. Same as every John Hughes movie. Yeah, amazing yes. movie except the date rape part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that part. just leave out the date rape part. I mean, the first time I showed the girl sixteen candles, I was like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> let me tell you what you're about to see. This part is not okay." Uh, we didn't understand that in the eighties. So I bad. mean, within the first five minutes, I tried to show it to Junie when she was too young to have that conversation with, and within the first five minutes. There's racist stuff. Mm. Yep. I was like, oh, no. Let's yeah, put, yeah. Let's put on Peppa Pig. <laughs> no. <laughs> Way this. better, 
what? Um, okay, so I wanted to talk uh, to you about raising basically someone else's kids. Sure. Because I have a stepmom. Uh-huh. Well, she's not my stepmom anymore, but she was with me from age eight to 20. Oh, wow. Which is my childhood. Yeah. You know? Wow. And yeah. I think um, step parents have, this is what I always say about her. She didn't have to love me. Mm-hmm. She chose to love me. Mm-hmm. And how that affected me was really profound. Mm-hmm. Like as an adult, I look back and go, wow, she chose me. Yeah. That's crazy. And that she showed up for all this stuff that she really didn't have mm-hmm. to do. It's an amazing and different kind of love, mm-hmm. right? It's um, in some ways for me, it was almost, it was definitely as important for my life's journey as my dad's love yeah. was yeah. to have this person who was like, yeah, I know your, your mom's struggling with this whole parenting thing. I'm showing up yeah. right. to go, oh, okay, yeah. so maybe I'm not broken. Yeah. Maybe it's. Maybe it's the adult, but, um, <laughs> the adults are usually broken, you know, <laughs> you know, but how did you guys meet and how did everything start? And I'm not even going to try to tell the story. And let me tell you, me. if there's anything you don't want out, no. the world, oh, no, 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 we'll no, edit it out. We're pretty much, we're pretty much an open book. No, we're good. We just have different versions of how we met. How we met was I was doing my job, which is, uh, teaching martial arts. Oh, okay. And I was teaching. He was my kid's martial arts teacher. I am oh. your kid's. He is. He, but he was when we met, too. That's how we met. And what martial art? Tong Sudo. It's, it's like Taekwondo's grandpa. It's like an old oh. um, Korean stand-up style. Uh, its roots are in Japan. So it's like one of those styles. Is like, it kicking mostly? A lot of kicking, yeah. but also a lot of posing and like strikes and stuff oh. like that. So it's like basically if you watched the original Karate Kid, mm-hmm. a lot of that style. So Got like okay. the paint the fence and yeah, wax the car on, yeah. and take a nap or whatever the other ones were. <laughs> I like to uh, take a nap. Take a nap. <laughs> I, was, I was a black belt in that right away. Um, we met that way and I was doing my job and I was harassed. And I was like- I was definitely <laughs> sexually harassing him in the lobby. You were on the hunt. But like it's very much with, thank no, you. I was not on the hunt. <laughs> you can, like it was palpable. I didn't think it was gonna go anywhere, but I would sit next to the other karate parents, two of them in particular, and make extremely crude comments because Daryl's hot. And um, but like I just thought that was something that I was doing in the lobby of the karate studio for fun as uh-huh. like a pastime. And then unbeknownst to me, um Oh, can I tell this part? Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. this is me. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting there doing, like, you know, you, there's other stuff besides teaching karate. You're, like, folding shirts. Oh, yeah. Sorry. There you go. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm so, also okay. You're going to cry? No, no, no. I mean, is this moving? <laughs> it's pretty moving. Uh-huh. It's very moving. So in karate studios, you have to do other stuff. So I was folding T-shirts, uh, and uh, one of the dads, who's a buddy of mine, comes up and goes, hey, what do you think about Baker? <laughs> I'm like, ah, dude, I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, she thinks you're hot. And I'm like, and I look at my boss. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, when are, when are, when are one of these young guys going to grow up? I was like, so the, the moms can hit on them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I just got out of a relationship. I'm not looking for anything. I was like, I certainly am hesitant to date anyone with kids again. Because I had just been in a long relationship with someone with a, with a child. And I was like, I just, I, I don't know. And then, like, she was there, and she is cute, and, like, she's funny. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, all right, fine. I'll, I'll, 
you know, I'll just something funny. I had just found, like I had been going to the, I mean, I would have been so embarrassed if I had known this had happened, but I didn't for a couple of weeks know that that had happened or I would have pulled my children and never shown my face again. Right. And, um, I don't but think that's true. No. I don't either. That uh, I'm not buying it at all. But go ahead. Keep <laughs> I would have been delusion. so embarrassed. But um, my girlfriend one day was like, oh, I forgot to tell you. My husband went and talked to Daryl and he says he's not going to date you. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on at this dojo? Is yeah. it like like middle school? It's a little bit. <laughs> I that's mean, hysterical. I and um. <laughs> Fortunately, I realized it had happened like two weeks earlier. And so I had already seen him and I, you know, so I, that day and I was super cool about it. That's, yeah, that's, super why, cool that's about why, it. why that's why it was OK, because that was super cool. Yeah, so clearly she that, had no idea <laughs> that day that I found out I'm in the crowdy studio and <laughs> I watch him do some karate move and like lock eyes on me. <laughs> oh my God. That is absolutely not true. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Like that he like thought he was being sexy. And so I, I text my girlfriend and I'm like, don't worry, he'll ask me out by tonight. And that night he oh asked my me God. out. That's amazing. It's like 90% true. <laughs> That's I don't amazing. what what move did I do? It was like a front tuck roll, like jump thing. I don't know any a of the moves. Front tuck roll? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a like flat a ball change. I guarantee you, she has. She doesn't even know the name of the style. She doesn't know what rank I am. You have a nice ass, though. <laughs> <laughs> that ranks high. That ranks high. Yeah, that ranks really high. Yeah, that's that's it. That's 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 the interest that she takes. <laughs> so that's, in my how, life. We that's, that's how we met. That's I love that. Yeah, that's a great story. It is good. It is. Yeah. So you're dating. How long before you met the kids? Uh, she, I mean, I met them before I really. Oh, well, obviously, yeah. duh. You're the teacher. But I'm sorry. I met them as boyfriend. <laughs> oh, man. Now it gets bad. <laughs> Why? Well, I, so we started dating and then I was like, I can't do this. And I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I wasn't ready. I like, I, I, I was still like it, like getting out of that other relationship. Mm-hmm. And like, I was just not in the headspace for it. So we split for a while, but I met the kids as I'm sort of seeing your mom before that. You split. were seeing my mom. You know what I mean? I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, but like, like, yeah, yeah. he met him like <laughs> fix this twice. For me. <laughs> twice. I mean, he, he met him and then we broke up. Yeah. You know, I mean, he knew them, but he he he's would pretty quickly, like pretty quickly. Like he was he, in and out pretty quickly. Yeah. And he was in the, <laughs> and he met the kids. But I'm but I'm he met the kids pretty he met the kids as my boyfriend pretty quickly. And then we broke up and then we got back together and he met them again pretty quickly. Yeah. As my boy. I mean, it was like it was I don't know. That part was hard to hide from them. Mm-hmm. So we just and, I, and I'll be honest, like I and, you know, we'll kind of talk about this, I'm sure at some point, too. But like I always am like I grew up in a very private family. Like I realized my parents relationship was falling apart before they told me. Right. And like, so I, I was used to like parents not telling their kids everything. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn's like, okay, here's what this is. Here's what's going on. Yeah. Here's how it feels. Oh. Here's, do you have any questions? Open book. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, I don't know what any of this shit is. I was like, <laughs> yeah. holy cow. I was like, so like, I was always like, oh, don't tell them that like we're struggling. Don't tell them. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm going to let them know. Like kids sit down, like Kier's sitting there with a finger like up his nose, like you know, like <laughs> he was so and young. she's like, so we're not gonna see each other for a while. And like it's like Kier's like, all right. <laughs> Video games. 
you know, but yeah. like it was, it was, that was a hard adjustment. But then when I came back, yeah, it was like, it took us a minute to get our feet under us, but we got out there, you know, and we yeah, work and at it pretty, every day. And pretty quickly, I feel like we yeah. got there. Like, yeah. you know, it was the wrong, it was a mistake on my part to have left in the first place. Like I shouldn't have done it, but I did because I was, well, I you don't know. know if you can do I mean, it worked out. Fine. I know it worked out, but like, I mean, like it, soon as I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready for this. Like immediately I started like regretting it and like, and I spent the next, I don't know, was it three, four months, whatever, like just in like in regret mode. Like I just right. stayed there. So. But you know, sometimes you have to go through that to be sure. Yeah. No, I know. It's you just, know. It sucks. Like it sucks that you have to do that. Like that's, that's a crappy way to process information. And, but Hey, yeah. it worked. It worked. It worked out. And you know, so I so broke far. up with Bert for four days <laughs> and after, Oh, that's right. When I what? broke up with him. Yeah. But way in the beginning, we'd been dating for like six months and he behaved very badly in front of all my friends. And oh. I was like, yeah, I think I need a break. Yeah. Like I need to process what just went down. Like he was just talking out of his ass sure, and didn't even mean what he was saying and was embarrassing himself and was drunk. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, a Thursday I mean, night on stage, but like, <laughs> I can see how this could happen with Bert. I yeah. feel like I've heard this story. Yeah. He kind of went, he took a wrong turn. Mm -hmm. And then once he took a wrong turn, he doubled down, doubled on, down it. on it yeah. instead of going, you know what? Let me back up. Yeah. He just didn't have the maturity at the time to go. Let me back up. And yep. when he, I, I kept going, I know that you don't believe what you're saying. He was yeah. talking about how the stupidest conversation too. It was about how he didn't understand why girls made a big deal when a guy lifted their skirt. And I was like, <gasps> excuse me. Oh no. He's like, well, it's all a joke. And I was like, and excuse me. <laughs> and he kept going. I mean, you see what I mean? How you're reacting to this? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, I just kept going. What the oh, fuck? No. Yeah. Who am I dating? Yeah. Like, are you this misogynistic? Yeah. Are you this out to lunch? You have two sisters and a mom. Right. And yeah. you're, what are you talking? You don't even mean it. Yeah. But you're go. He went. I mean, he lit the freaking bomb on fire and blew <laughs> the sure. table up. And everybody's and, done it at some level. At some level. Yeah. And all my girlfriends were like, I could. The look on all of their faces was horror. Yeah. Because he was. It was one of the first times he had met sure. my group of girlfriends, and he just freaking burned it to the yeah. ground. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take a minute here. I, I'm just gonna take a break. And that's when he was like, oh, I've lost her. Yeah. I've lost the one. She was the one. He went to each person at the table individually in person with flowers and apologized and explained himself, wrote me a letter, made me a mixtape. Oh, oh, yes. And put it on my windshield. And he was like, listen to song number eight. This is how I really feel. Like what was that. song number eight? It's a song by Coldplay called Warning Signs. Yeah. It was that song. Um, and when I listened to that song and I was like, wow, he's apologized to me. He's apologized to everybody. This song is an apology. I mean, what more could I ask for somebody than to be accountable for bad behavior? Right. Yep. Yeah. Because um, the whole time he was talking, I was like, he does not believe what he yeah. said. I know that he doesn't believe this. I don't even know why he's saying this. I mean, this. we have all been there. Yeah. Yes, we, we have. have all been there. Completely. Yeah. Yep. So, of course, I forgave him, but <laughs> when I I showed up four days later at his apartment at his uh, a house that he rented with Lorenzo. Mm -hmm. And he literally like started sobbing as I walked in the door. And he's like, I've just been sitting in the shower drinking Slim Fast for four days. <laughs> I can't function. I'm just, I'm starving. I was hoping you'd come back. <laughs> I was like cans of Slim Fast in the shower. It was terrible. 
He's like, I thought I'd watch you forever. I'm never leaving. I'm never doing that again. And he hasn't. But I wonder sometimes mm-hmm. if he didn't have that four days yeah. of like, what, who am I that yeah. I would do this to her? Yeah. And to myself, yeah. essentially, because you know, he's so self-focused. I'm sure he was like, it's my loss. But I wonder if without those four days, if he wouldn't have some self-correcting stuff that's happened, you know, yeah. he, right. he's never done anything really like that again. I bet not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big, bam. But yeah, the, the slim fast in the shower was that's, pretty fucking hysterical. That's oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's, a, that's a look. That's right? A, that's Cans a, stacked up in the shower. <laughs> not some, beer. Somehow that's the, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. It like, it like if it had been beer, beer, I'd been like, yeah, I get it. I'd, oh, yeah. Take a bottle of tequila in there. Go for it. I understand. Slim fast? What? Instead, I'm going to uh, start an eating disorder Yeah, because you've left me. I just, just need to get like- one nutrition I can. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my slim fast shower. Uh. So, I mean, you can't make that shit up. Was it at least a laying tub shower or was it a standing stall? It was a standing stall. Oh, that's sadder. I know. It was in the stall. That's worse. It was so bad. (laughs) Poor guy. You can't even stretch out. No, he just, and it had a little like seat in it. Oh, well. So he sat there. At least he had the seat. Oh, we had like a little senior citizen seat in there. Yeah, no, no. Like it's like, you know, it was like a tile shower and had like a tile seat. It's, like a ledge. It's, right. a, oh, it's yes. a sex okay. ledge. Yeah, like really. a ledge. Yeah, oh, totally. Ledge. Yeah. Except it was it's like, you know, just big enough for your ass. Yeah. Just a little bitty ledge. Yeah. Yeah, he sat there and drank, <laughs> drank <laughs> slip fast for days. Anyway, um, so okay. how were the kids when you came in? How were they? Excited. They yeah. were? That's yeah. awesome. Because, I mean, they had this identity of me as their karate teacher. Like, that's that's the role I fit into their head. And so then, like, it was like their karate teacher was coming over. So it was like they were kind of in on a secret. He mm. was Kier's best friend for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Kier would be like, Daryl's my best friend, which was sort of sad. I was like, he's, you know, a grown man. You should probably get some <laughs> friends your age. But <clears throat> um, for a while, he was, he'd be like, yeah, no, Daryl's my best friend. Yeah. Just so sweet. Yeah. That is so sweet. And then it turned. And then he went through a stage where he was like, uh-uh. I don't even like him. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's gone through like, what is really wonderful about Daryl is that he really walked in and was like, okay, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing it. I'm all in. And so, and he is good with kids and wants a family. And so there wasn't, or I think with a lot of particularly stepdads, there's a big phase of not engagement and Mm -hmm. there just wasn't. And so very quickly the kids were seeing him in a parenting role that where they had the same issues with him that they do with me and with Mike, Mm -hmm. their dad, where there's just times where they're like, he is pissing me off and I don't like this. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then, you know, obviously they love him too. There's the whole, there's just the whole parenting package going on. Right. That's so cool. I think it's so complicated when uh, a third party enters mm-hmm. a family, you know, it can be hard to manage, especially I think you guys were mature enough. I don't want to say old enough, but mature enough because you can be mature at 22. Sure. Yeah. This is yeah. a special I person. Was. But I was. Oh, me too. Yeah. Totally had it all together. Yeah. But if you're mature enough to handle each other, you know, it's not your first rodeo. Mm-hmm. You've had relationships before. You can identify pretty quickly if this is working or not. For sure. Yeah. You know, and then if it's working, you can be all in. But I think a lot of people don't have that maybe self-knowledge mm-hmm. to know if this relationship is working. 
and that makes it difficult for I, the absolutely. Kids. I mean, I would say as our relationship got stronger, the relationship with the kids, you know, matured and vice versa. Like they both, it all feeds into one thing of like a family unit, right? You know, and like and Mike, her ex husband, the kid's dad, like he is a huge part of that too because like. He is so welcoming of me as a parent mm-hmm. in the situation. And that makes a huge difference because yeah. like, it's not like there's not like some like adversarial, like relationship there. It's like, it's very much collaboration. Right. You know, like, I mean, he comes over and watches football, like he, all the big holidays he celebrates with us. Right. Not like, it's not like he shows up and bounces. Like he's there the whole day. Right. And, you know, and it's great. Like, I mean, it, it and the kids, it's so good for the kids to have that, I think, because like then it's like they just have more parents. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's more love. Yeah. I mean, I got to hand it to Mike because I have not yet been in that role where there's somebody significantly raising my kids mm-hmm. where my, you know, Mike has had a girlfriend and that person is very heavily involved. I have never had mm-hmm. that. And I don't know that I could handle it with the grace that he handles it with. Like, really? I'm, you know, I imagine that there have been times when he's felt threatened or sad or just any of those normal human emotions, but he really does a good job of keeping it in check and making sure that there is like a family feeling that includes Daryl and that is respectful of Daryl. And, you know, I mean, the like, honestly, the two of them could not have been better about it. Mm-hmm. Both of them. That's amazing. So helpful, isn't it, for for you? Mm-hmm. And it's important. You know, kids are just sponges. They just see everything. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. miss anything. Mm-hmm. And when there's dissension in the ranks, it's so anxiety producing. Mm-hmm. They know it quickly, too. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I used to get a stomach ache the minute I woke up Sunday morning when my dad was driving me back to my mom's mm. because I knew it was going to be drama. Yeah. yeah. There was never a day without drama mm-hmm. with my mother yeah. where my dad was concerned. Her mission in life was to make him struggle. Yeah. And I knew it, you yeah. know, at eight, nine, 10 years old. Um, it's terrible to have, to, to feel that way, you know, as a child, no child should have to feel that way. They should only feel, obviously this is a pie in the sky. They should only feel loved mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. when they're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. even they have bad behavior, the base should be, you know, it should be coming from yeah. a place of respect and love. Yeah. yeah and that sure. you have their back. Yeah. And that, I mean, Jan, my stepmom, and never doubted that she had my back. Mm-hmm. Never. Did she have kids? She did not until my pa- they divorced. Mm-hmm. And then she remarried and has uh, a stepdaughter and a son uh, with her current husband, who she's very happy with. Mm-hmm. Um I'm very happy for her. Um, The way their marriage fell apart was not really great. Mm -hmm. Um, And that stinks. And Mm -hmm. it took me a little time because my dad was so hurt Mm -hmm. to allow myself permission to reconnect with her. I had to, I had to give him space to be hurt. Yeah. Um, And even when I reconnected with her, I went to my dad and went, listen, this is my, this is my mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're asking me, yes, she, she was the person who did the bad behavior. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. I'm 100% on your side. But I've you've asked me to lose my mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. you know, like my, not my birth mom, but but she was at every birthday party. She did, 
you know, when I had my senior pictures for cheerleader, it was my dad and her. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, so I was like, this is really hard for me. I can't imagine the rest of my life without her. Yeah. Right. So I have to reconnect with her. And it was really hard for my dad because he was so hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it hurt him that I did that. And I knew I was hurting him. Right. But I was like, it's hurting me not to have this person, person in my life. Right. Yeah. See my life, you know, and me see her life. Yeah. She was so happy. I was so happy that she was happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, of course so I wanted hard. her to stay with my dad, of yeah. course. Yeah. But she was unhappy. So what I want to stay there unhappy? Right. No. Right. Yeah. I want everybody to be happy. And so you have a relationship with her today. Oh yeah. She's Grand Jan. Grand we go Jan. see her. Yeah. She's That's Grand a great Jan. Name. She um my kids were no disrespect to her Whitney and, and, and Cope, her her kids, but my kids were the her first like step grandkid. Sure. You know, yeah. We're not really their family. And yeah. I am completely right. understand that. I'm not the same as her children, nor should I be. Yeah. But my kids look at her as like an extra grandparent. Mm-hmm. Um, and she signs her cards, Grand Jan. And she's, you know, she's Grand Jan. She takes sure. the role, seriously. Yeah. yeah. She she's all in. Yeah. Still, yeah. she's all in. Yeah. It's just it was a gift from God mm-hmm. that she I sometimes think that she was in my dad's life just for me. Yeah. Because she left my dad's life, mm-hmm. but she's still in mine. And uh, there's so much of who I am that I can directly relate to how I was with her. Sure. And to who she was as mm-hmm. a person. And the example she set for me to go, that woman is matter of fact. She plays no games. She does not have any hidden agenda. There's no manipulation. If she says black, it's black. Mm-hmm. If she says white, it's white. Mm-hmm. My mom was so unhealthy in that way right. yeah. that I was like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, That seems a lot easier. <laughs> you know, even though she maybe wasn't that in the end, it was sure. for a short period of time. It was very out of character. And I think she just was a human and didn't know how to get out of an unhappy of situation. Course. Of course. Of course. And so, you got to allow people to like, I mean, it's a big mistake, but you got to allow people to be human, to, especially yeah. if you're going to, if they're family, yeah. you got to allow that. Can I just pause real quick? One of the other things that Southern people do, right, is name their grandparents. We have totally. the best grandparent names Agreed. ever. Meemaw, Peppaw, Peppy. I had Crow. You Gran- have- I had Granny Grunt. Granny you have, Grunt. You yeah. have Grandma Kitty Cats. I had Grandma Kitty Cats because I had Grandma like Grandma Kitty Cats. I didn't want to get me confused. So. Grandma Kitty Cats. It's great. She had cats. But they were both Grandma. And they so were both you grandma. put that a yeah. second later. As I got older and matured, yeah. Grandma the Lake became Mamma because I could finally say the M's pretty well. Yeah. So M's are tough. Yeah. M's are tough. Yeah. And, yeah but like, I had Mama and Papa. Yeah. And then I have Granny and Pop. Yeah. I had Bibby, Sissy Pearl, Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. Southern names. Good stuff. The F-A. South is so colorful. Yeah. And then what do you got? I have a Mima. Mima. Nana. Gangi. Gangi's good. Gangi's good. Gangi. As in gangrene? Um, <laughs> what are you gangi? I know. Okay. So on Arrested Development, the grandmother was Gangi. Huh. Which I didn't watch Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. But my dad, when he became a grandfather, was like, I, I want to be Gangi. That's what my grandfather was. So I think there's probably some culture in which Gangi is a grandparent name, but I don't know what it is. Must be. Yeah. It's easy to say it's, Gangi. It's, isn't it's really, too. really awful sounding. But yeah, yeah that's my dad. Is but my, it's my easy to is, say Gangi. My mom is Noonie. Noonie? Noonie. Yeah, that's that's her her her, her grandparent name. name. Yeah, Noonie. Mine were, mine were grandmother and grandfather. Yeah. Oh, my. And it was the formal. full name. Grandmother Jessie, grandmother Betty. 
Wow. I know. Yeah. Very formal fancy. That's why she shaved her head. Fancy. She had to break out of that mold of I like did. very boring grandparent names. I did. Well, when my granny, my granny's name is Willa May. Oh, good uh, one too. Willa May Alice is her name. But the minute my cousin Stephanie was born, she's the oldest. She was granny to everybody in our town. Oh, wow. Everybody called her granny from 1969 wow. to the day she died. Wow. Granny Kemp. Um, Isn't it funny how like, I mean, she had a whole life before she became granny, but like it's, but like there's some people that are just born to be grandparents. Like, yeah. you know, they may not have crushed it as parents, but they are destroying it yeah, as grandparents. grandparents yeah. <laughs> They're like smashing it. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's so true. I think I'm going to be a really good grandparent. I think I'm going to be a really good grandparent, too. It's going to be so fun. And I think one of take you it home. very right. <laughs> one of you. <laughs> this week's podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. I've talked about this forever. I love HelloFresh for so many reasons. One is uh, I don't have to think about what to cook. Two is everything is very fresh. They have about 20% less calories than going out to eat, which is amazing. Another is my kids love to cook HelloFresh. And I like how they package their meal prep kits. I may get three meals in a week and each meal is in its own bag. So I can just put the three bags into my fridge. And when it's time to cook, I pull a bag out, I pull the recipe card out and I don't have to think about anything. It's so easy. It makes... Eating healthy, really easy. Um, they have so many recipes to choose from. They have vegetarian. They have, you just like to eat fish? Okay. So go on your profile and say, I just want fish. I would just want vegetarian. I want red meat only. Whatever you want. You can customize HelloFresh for whatever your family enjoys to eat. I can't say enough good things about this company. Uh, they're always on time. It's reliable. Uh, the quality is consistent. Every recipe I've ever made has been really great. And they do snacks and they do charcuterie boards and they do desserts. So I think they even do breakfast. You can really make this your one-stop shop for any kind of meal prep, any kind of meal at home, made at home. HelloFresh has got it for you. Go to HelloFresh.com Wife18 and use code Wife18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. That's right. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Wife18 and use the code Wife18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh. Give them a try if you haven't already. I bet you you'll love it. This week's episode is also brought to you by Docatot. I don't know if you have a toddler or a baby or a newborn. They make uh, sleep bags for your baby, nursing pillows, tummy time mats, the mats that the babies can roll around on. They have wearable blankets. They have rompers. They have uh, nighttime, anything for nighttime for babies. And the mom and wedge makes nursing really comfortable. And to top all this off, Everything they make is really cute. It's really fashionable. Nothing is like, and there's an elephant on it. It's not, it doesn't look like something you picked up, you know, at your local discount store. This looks like high quality, really good products. Uh, so I, I don't think you could go wrong with anything you buy from Docatot. Babies, mamas, and gift givers. This is the best brand you can buy for the precious child and mom you love the most. Get 15% off at Docatot.com with the code WIFE. That's 15% off with the code WIFE at Docatot.com. D-O-C-K-A-T-O-T. Docatot.com. Parenting is hard. 
but DACA Tot makes it easier. So what is the hardest part about being a, I don't want to call you step, but no, are you fine. step? I'm a step parent. Yeah. I think the hardest part is that like, I have these people in my house <laughs> that, uh, that show up with cats. They I, show, uh, uh, I was Happy talking birthday. about that this morning with a neighbor of how like, yes, for my 39th birthday, they gave me a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing so, else. Uh, Didn't even take said, me to You're dinner. Not leaving. Yeah. And then the cat got eaten and by a coyote. It did yeah. because I let the cat outside against his will. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know and it got eaten. Got eaten. Yeah. I shouldn't. Oh, no. It's off. I mean, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's awful. It was. It was. It was. About did a you year find ago. the cat? No, thank goodness. Then no, how do but you the, know? Well, it was eaten? because sure. uh, the coyotes were out that night, and like, and he, the night he disappeared, Aww. and like one of the neighbors because we posted about it on next door or Facebook, whatever. And one of the neighbors was like, oh, we saw coyotes sniffing on our cat's bed that night. So they, and coyotes ate our rabbits, one of our rabbits too. So Aww. yeah, so we have a lot of coyotes. We should not let pets out. No, we shouldn't. You lost a chicken, right? To a coyote? No, it was a possum. Oh. I lost three chickens to one possum. Oh, possum? I was like, why did you have a pet possum? I was very I did very not have a pet a possum. But then uh, Izzy took care of the possum. Yeah. Oh, yes. she had a little frontier justice there. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> came back and Izzy was like, "Oh hell no!" Yeah, and uh, I came home and there was a possum in my living room, and oh. I was like, "Oh, oh the awesome. best, amazing!" And shit wow. everywhere. Yeah. The possum had shit all over. It oh. was disgusting. Yeah. yeah, but also frontier justice. Yeah, no, right? I had a little frontier justice. Yeah. Yeah. Izzy just you, took can't handle you it. You kind of look at that and you go, "Roll tide." All yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, the hardest part, the hardest part about being uh, a step parent though is, so I have these people in my house and like, you see these behaviors that already like, you're like, where does this come from? Uh And you know, there's a thing about like, I watch Jocelyn when one of the kids does something, she's like, yeah, that's me. Like you just see her like be able to be like, all right, I know what this is. I know how to work around this. I know all this. And I'm just like left in the corner. I'm like, I don't even know what, like, how did they like, where did this come from? Like, what is the logic to get there? Mm -hmm. And so there's that whole aspect of it, of you have to, the more you get to know your partner, Mm -hmm. the more you get to know the kids and you can kind of uh, like navigate that. But like, that's the hardest part is that you just like, if you correct something in the kid, you are by proxy saying something's wrong with your partner. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily something you would say to your partner. Right. Like, you know, this is a grown woman. I'm not going to be like, you can't say, you can't do this. Like, that's just <laughs> yeah. not how the world works. Like yeah. you say that to your partner, you're basically saying, just calm down. Yes. Just get over it. You know, and like, whereas to a kid, you could be like, hey, that's just how the world turns, man. But you don't say that to your partner, but your partner sometimes possibly could not mine but somebody (laughs) could feel a little resentment about that when you parent the kid and navigating that is also tough of like making a correction to the child or parenting the child or even like joking with the kid or anything any interaction with the kid is an opportunity for a disagreement between the adults i mean i think it probably is very similar to just parenting but right. Like you and Bert have interactions where you disagree. You mm-hmm. just disagree. You're like, I don't think that's how we do it. And you mean in parenting, right? Versus, right. Yes. yes for yeah, sure. Yes, for sure. And, um, but I think it's very hard to be in the seat of at the end of the day, they're not your kids and the parents, if they disagree with you, 
they're the ones who are going to take it and run with. Whereas with you and Bert, there's a lot more give and take in that. And some, like, sometimes it goes Bert's way. Sometimes it goes your way. You just talk more about it. I know for certain that at the end of the day, there are times when I'm just like, Daryl, this is the way we're going to do it. And it's really so unfair. I mean, step parents get such a bad name and there's so many good ones and there's so little reward. I totally So little reward for it. There's, I think there's a little reward and there's little perspective. The perspective of the real parent Mm -hmm. as to what the step parent is giving, contributing, sacrificing, um, the, the, the kind of like self-control you'd have to have to be a, a step parent and not take over or be push yourself in. Uh. I would imagine because you've, you've agreed to be responsible for these Mm -hmm. kids in some way. And then there's this one little box that you can't check because you're not their dad. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would imagine that a lot of non-step parents don't give the step parent enough credit for all of that ball of wax that comes with it. You know, Jan did something really smart uh, because I didn't live with my dad, mm-hmm. I live with my mom. So I was with my dad every other weekend and three months in the summer mm-hmm. um, from age seven to 13. Mm-hmm. She never slept over when I was there. Hmm. She went, I am out of this. This is you and your daughter. I've got you the other 12 days a week. These two days a week, you're with your, she came in, she hung out. She was there all day, went home and went to sleep. Hmm. And for some reason that drew a line uh, in my brain of what she was willing to be responsible for. Mm-hmm. So I oh, didn't go to her for certain parenting things because she wasn't responsible. Hmm. So she was very, I thought that was now as an adult looking back, that was really smart because it didn't, it, it relieved her of a lot of responsibility sure. and it, it, it allowed the relationship with me and her to be very clean. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It was very clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did it all summer too. Mm-hmm. She would, she would just like, and I'll be here all day, every day. I'm going home to sleep all summer. Oh, wow. now, if we went away on a trip or something, obviously sure. she stayed, but, but I would imagine because if she had been there all day, all night and had gotten invested in it, I think it would have caused more problems with her relationship mm-hmm. with my dad. Oh, for sure. You know what and I mean? Problems with your relationship, your relationship with, with her. her. Yes, you know, for sure. Such yeah. a challenge to do that because it's, it's a high wire act a lot of the times yeah and, and like you know what are we like five-ish years in yeah. it's still a high wire act and it uh i think at first i tried to pull that where i was like okay good night see you guys tomorrow i'll come by and jocelyn is very much a boundaries are for suckers kind of a person <laughs> And so she was like, that's not entirely that's true, not but I know true. what you mean. Yeah. Well, you're either all in or you're not. Yeah. So She's like pretty like quickly, that. it was like, no, you're going to just stay over. <laughs> it's right. Like, you know, because right. and I struggle also because like, you know, teaching martial arts is not like a job where it's like, OK, how are you feeling? You yeah, know, it's yeah, very yeah. much like drop and give me 20. Yeah. And so like that whole adjustment too of like not just bulldozing over like, you know, because like even if a parent tries to parent the child while it's on the mat at my studio like that doesn't fly with me like it just doesn't so it was hard for me to sort of leave that part of which is a part of my personality behind Mm -hmm. and that's been a very big growing moment for me 
I mean, that has, we had very different styles going in where it was like, oh no, like I just, I don't do it this way. And it's, you're going to lose if you try to do it this mm-hmm. way. Right. Like that's just not going to happen. And you're going to be the bad guy. Like you don't want to be the bad guy right. when you're the step parent. Yeah. I don't think. And, and Jocelyn really coached me through that. Like, I mean, like there, there wasn't, it wasn't therapy. It wasn't anything else. It was Jocelyn being like, look, this is how we do this in this house. These are my kids, you know, at the end of the day kind of thing. And like, it was like, okay, all right, okay. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. You well, know, drinking I, slim fast in the shower. Kind of vibe, <laughs> you know? I have had many step parents and I can say like what happens in a relationship with a step parent because the step parent is automatically at a disadvantage. Like you are just automatically not the parent and there's just a, you got a bad reputation because of culture. Mm-hmm. And so then throw into that, that you're the person who's the strictest and the, mm. like the biggest disciplinarian, the, the kids are going to hate you. Yes. Yeah. Recipe for disaster. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think about my relationships with my various step parents. And the one that I have the very best relationship with is my stepmom, who's been my stepmom for a long time, but she's not my first stepmom. Um, and she is like the spoiler, you know, she's the, here, let me give you a lollipop. She's a soft place yeah. to fall. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know that Jan was ever a soft place to fall, but she was never the one that went. She sounds consistent. You're grounded. She yeah. was so consistent yeah. and reliable. And what, like I said, what you see is what you get. There were mm-hmm. no yeah. surprises. Mm-hmm. You know, if I got in trouble with my dad, there was no like, hey, can I anyway? Yeah. There was none of that. She yeah. was like, nope, I've got his back. He may be the rule maker, you know, breaker, whatever, but I got his back yeah. entirely. So I never doubted it. She's such an amazing person. I'm I'm so grateful that I had her. You know, another thing that something that I've talked about, I think, with you and um, Kristen before, is that piece that you were touching on of seeing your partner's behavior. Um, when uh, that taught me a lot about myself and about Bert, mm-hmm. and it, it allowed me to understand Bert more. Sure, because things I thought Bert was doing voluntarily. I'd watch my two-year-old go, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's nature, not nurture. (laughs) Yeah, that ain't nothing I can do nothing about. Yeah. So now I have to adjust the way I relate to my husband. Sure. Has has that happened with you? Oh, for sure. A hundred thousand percent. I would say uh, Jocelyn's oldest, Junie, is very much similar to Jocelyn in a lot of ways. And like, and because when Junie and I butt heads, we butt heads and I'm like, oh right, I'm just this is the same thing I went through like two weeks ago with Jocelyn. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I even doing? Like I already know the playbook. I'm like, just <laughs> shut up, Daryl. Like that'll fix so much of this. And so and that's been that's been a big benefit to me is like coming being able to articulate that and just right. be like, oh that's that's what I'm existing in is I'm like, oh this is this, this is her. Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. And now that we have our third kid uh, who we, we, uh, <coughs> adopted my nephew, uh, uh, her nephew, he tell me his name again, Avery, Avery, Avery. And so he, when he came into the picture, like he, we brought him in and I was like, Oh, I was like, this runs through the whole bloodline. <laughs> I was like, Holy cow. It's deep. This runs 
through the whole bloodline. Like it's all the way down the Baker line. <laughs> Jesus, how funny is that? <laughs> and so like in seeing that, I was like, and honestly, like having him come in, because it was funny because we always talked about, oh, we should adopt. We should adopt. Because I, I don't want my own biological kids. I never have. The mental illness in my family is strong. I don't want to do that to another person. And I like, but I, always, I have no uterus too. Yeah, so, so there's, well, then there's I that. Also no longer. Have I a also uterus. don't have a uterus. Yes, so. well, and so like somebody's got to have somebody's got to have a uterus to make this plan happen. So we were like, you know, we should adopt. And then this opportunity came along where uh, it was taking in Avery was the perfect and right thing to do, uh, however hard it would be, and. But having a third person there, it was like, oh, and it like mellowed me out so much because Avery and I share a lot of the same um, disposition on things. We're like, we're, we can sit in the room and just be really quiet and we can sit in the room and be really active. And like, and he and I tend to like vibrate on the same frequency as far as that goes. And so having him in the house, like really allowed me to kind of have the person that like I can always be like in the room with, uh-huh. whereas the other two don't always want to hang out with me. And Jocelyn doesn't always want to hang out with me. Avery seems to always kind of want to like sit and chill, you know? Right. And so that it really kind of helped. I felt like mellow. It, it caused problems, but it mellowed out the whole house in a lot, a lot of great ways. Yeah. You know, yeah. having that third person. You're definitely Avery's person. Yeah. 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 I, I think, I think it's just about a matter of like, kind of like finding your place in the world. Right. I think Avery found his place in the world. Oh, and, that's and, amazing. And it, it's really great to see that. And I, I felt like that as a kid too, where I like, because I had two parents who were very self-involved with their yeah. own, you know, self-destruction and, and issues that they were dealing with. And so I felt alone. And when I finally met a, a person that I could count on, it was so important to me. And like, yeah. and it made me realize I was like how important that role is for somebody. Yeah. Which I guess is the whole reason that like, I was like, yeah, I could be a parent. Like I could be a step parent. Yeah. You know, because like I realized like how important it is to have an adult you can count on. It's so important. Yeah. It's essential. That, it, it's essential. It's, it literally is essential. It is I mean, essential. that is the thing that they say is defining in terms of like kids from really, really awful backgrounds who are in terrible situations. It's just, is there one person? That's is right. Is there one person? And that's yeah. sometimes all it takes is one person. Yep. Mm. I know. I, I just had this conversation with my dad. Literally, I hung up with him 10 minutes before you got here. And we were talking about something and uh, we were talking about mine and Bert's relationship, right? Um, and oh, I think we have a really good relationship, not without flaws, sure. but pretty good. And I was like, you know, it's, it's being, people always think it's so hard to be married to a comic. And I just don't see it that way because I don't mind being by myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I'm happy by myself. And my dad goes, that's because you like yourself. And mm-hmm. I said, that's because you liked me. Mm. You liked me. Yeah. So if you liked me, then I could like myself. My wow, mom didn't so like true. me. She didn't like me. Yeah. So then you go, well, um, how can I like myself? Yep. Right. But my dad, man, there was a spring in his step when he saw me coming mm-hmm. every single time. Oh, I was never amazing. an inconvenience. I was never... A dread. I was never anything but, ooh, I can't wait to see Leanne. Yeah. And we did everything together. Now, he had the benefit of only having me four days a month. Right. So he could work. But, you know, so it's not really an even playing field. But for me, that's all I needed was there's this guy that every time I show up is excited to see me and is fully plugged in. You know? Yeah. I have a girlfriend who went to um, ballet school when she was 13. And I think about that, about like 
my daughter's 13. What would it feel like to send her away? And how I just, I hate that idea. But what she says, she's like, you know, Jocelyn, it relieved all of the teenage tension with me and my parents. When I saw my parents, it was just fun. I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, I had a wonderful, I didn't go through any of the stuff that teenagers went through with their parents. I rebelled against the ballet school. That's who I was rebelling against, but not my parents. Right. I think that's so interesting. I mean, that is, that is is the poster board for boarding school right there. Right. (laughs) I mean, it is like. Sign me up today. Yeah. Is that a fight with Isla on the way to bed? And I go to boarding school. We have the two teenagers now. You have been there. And I'm like, this is no joke. It's a fucking shit show. It is. We, Isla and I have gotten in a good place lately, but today. I said one thing and she went to the moon. Yeah. And when she went to the moon, I was like, this is unfair. And this is why this is unfair. And she basically was like, fuck you for everything uh-huh. I was saying. And I was like, you will listen to me. She said, fuck you. <laughs> Wait, she didn't say that, but her whole attitude was, it was fuck you. go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm not listening to a damn thing. <laughs> and then when we got to the bus stop, I went, hey, listen, I know we had a disagreement, but you know that I love you. And she went, <laughs> and I went, excuse me? <laughs> She was, I mean, I was like, you know that I love you. And she went, not today. And I was like, get out of my car. <laughs> you get out of my car and you think about what you said. And I love you. And think about how much I love you. I, I did say, and I love you and have a good day. And you think about what you just said. <laughs> and then I drove away and I was like, oh, I think I handled that very poorly. <laughs> oh, I think that was very bad. I mean, they're so irrational that it's quite difficult to uh, handle well. Come yeah. on. They're, they're psychotic people. people. Yeah, they, they are. are. Psychotic people, liars. I oh. caught Georgia in so many lies. Lies. I so mean, many lies. All face lies. So many lies. Yeah. My favorite part of all of it, though, is they'll take these personality quizzes online oh, yeah, and they'll be like, am I a sociopath? I'm like, yeah, you're a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Currently. Of course you are. One of mine took, Currently, a, yes. took a test online and um, gave themselves some diagnoses. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they don't yes. even diagnose yeah. children with yeah. that because all children would have yeah. it. Yes. Oh, There's... Isla's been schizophrenic for years. Yeah, for years. And I'm like, you're not schizophrenic until you're 23, honey. <laughs> you're fine. What you are. The voices you're is hearing 16. now, they're okay. Right? They're okay. You're just I mean, 16. I literally burst out laughing. I was like, no, no, no. You're just an asshole because you're a teenager. <laughs> It's so true. But it was like, do I get mad irrationally? And I was like, yes, I do. I'm like, yes, you do. That's okay. That's fine. That's normal. It is so hard. I feel like parents would feel a lot better about it if you just were like, listen, you're going to go through a phase where your children have borderline and narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah. It's just, it's part of it. Yeah. Yes. Just part of it. Just ride it until it bugs you off. Ride it until it bugs you off. That's all you can do. Just. Take them out of the car, tell them you love them, and drive off. Uh, that's what I did this morning. I literally went around the corner and was like, I think I did a bad job. That was not good. But, you know, the truth of the matter is you can't leave every kid with this coddled, soft mm-hmm. ending. She was so, I said to her, you're actually being an emotional terrorist. Mm-hmm. Because if I say anything that you disagree with, now you got fists up, you're fighting me. Yeah. So now you're telling me, without telling me, I can't talk to you about anything right. yeah. that I see that's not exactly your point of view. Yeah. Yeah. And that is emotional terrorism. You're you're being a terrorist when I say something. And she goes, oh, I am not an emotional terrorist. <laughs> and I went, right now. You're doing it again. <laughs> right now. Yeah. So, oh, I can't. George and I talk about this all the time. And I was like, do you? Do you? Okay. Well, have Georgia come talk to me. 
And we'll all sit oh, down together. By the way, is that not something that pisses you off when so you know bad. your kids are going in the other room and bitching yes. about you? Oh, it makes me so mad. Yes. It makes me so mad. Yes. Now I'm like, bitch have, to my face. Oh, now that you they know? have two, we have two teenagers, it is, it is palpable when they are like, when they're like, we're going like, to go in the other room. They'll just give each other a look and they'll just vanish. And we'll be like, I'm like, boy, your ears are burning. And They're I mean, shit talking you. Yeah, right? <laughs> I am like terrified of the text messages that they send each other. Cause right? I'm like. It's got to be gnarly. So Avery's how old? 14. 14. 14. And Judy is? 13. And Kira's 10. Lord have mercy. Enjoy Kira while you can. Yeah. He's starting to get there. But I don't know. He's got, uh, I don't know. I mean, knock on wood. But he is, even when he's angry, it's very short-lived. And he's never so far been like ear. Like that, that rage, he doesn't get there. And Junie always did like Mm -hmm. Junie always from the time that she was a baby would just get like, you know, so, so emotional and he's just a little stabler. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him in the teenage years. He's, he's got a stubborn streak in him, but like, if you just, if you're patient and wait him out, like he comes around Mm -hmm. and, you know, and then Junie is not necessarily that way. And then Avery is like, you can just. Like, even if he's sad, if he's embarrassed, if he's mad, you can sit down and have a conversation with him right there in the moment. He'll hear and he'll process everything. And then, like, you can move on. You know, like, he, yeah. he's, he's a, you know, I mean, I guess anybody that's been through stuff, you know, has a level of maturity that maybe is, is a little bit beyond their years. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. But then watch. there's, like, some really bonehead moves that they all yeah. pull. <laughs> like, yeah. Because they're still yeah kids. kids kids yeah it's interesting to watch my daughter and her friends and then Avery and his friends mm-hmm. and see like there's not much of an age difference it's a little over a year age difference and my daughter and her friends are mostly from affluent backgrounds mm-hmm. where with you know two parents relatively well adjusted and. They're like, the, you know, they come across as a little bit shallow and entitled some of the time. Mm-hmm. And then there's Avery and he has some friends who have been through some stuff and Avery has been through some stuff. And there's like a real richness of character there. Uh-huh. And that is so interesting to mm-hmm. me that I look at my daughter and I'm like, oh, you've just had it so easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's going on is you have just had it so easy that you're not appreciating all of these things. Yeah. Right. Which, and I don't want her to have to have gone through trauma to, you know, yeah. you don't want that. But it is, it, it's, my mom said it perfectly. My mom was like, Junie's just a normal 13 year old girl. Like yeah. that's what's going on. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're all normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just, we, we, we've pulled off a very normal life. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like you are really normal. Yeah. Uh, what's the hardest part for you for having, cause I'd ask him, I think you've already answered the question, but I want to ask you point blank anyway. What's the yeah. hardest part for you to have a step? I mean, I (laughs) do tell. Tell Uh, So I think the hardest part, like the hardest ongoing part is just managing that of a different parenting style and knowing at the end of the day that I want to be respectful and inclusive of Daryl and that I fail probably more than I don't fail at doing that. And that's really sad. Like he, early on in our relationship, he said, you know, if I lose you, I don't just lose one person. I lose all of you. Yeah. If you lose me, you just lose me. Uh And 
like it hadn't really hit me. Oh, you actually love these kids. Like these kids are, are part of the reason that you're here Mm -hmm. are these kids. They're, they're part of a whole package that you love. And for some reason that hadn't, I don't know. It just like hadn't, I I didn't let it seep in for Mm -hmm. a long time. And so when I think about that, like that, here is this person who is volunteering to be here. He doesn't have to be here and he could leave at any time. And quite frankly, there are times when I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe you're still here. Like (laughs) I would have left a long time ago. Whoa. Um, and to know that, like to really just, when I think of what that must feel like at times, it breaks my heart and I feel bad. I'm like, I feel bad that I haven't done a better job of making him feel like needed and appreciated and, and part of the family. Cause I think I fail at that a lot. You do. Why do you think you fail at that a lot? He well, doesn't seem unhappy and he doesn't. I'm not unhappy. No. And I, I know what she accurate? means. There, it's, it's not that she fails at it because you don't fail because you, you are aware that there is a it and you know, like, cause we, we have a very open and communicative relationship, probably the most like, you know, uh, open relationship I've ever, you know, had in my life, like parents, everything, like where you can just talk about problems. It's right. not always fun to talk about them, no. but like, you know, that if you start the conversation, it might go sideways, but you will get to a resolution. Right. Uh, and that you have to do it. To and that's happy. her. That's not yeah. me. I'm not good at this. Yeah. Like that's all Jocelyn. Like, like I'll give you the most mundane example. I am a person that says goodbye. When you leave the house, you come up, you whoever's in the house, you make sure they know you're leaving. You say goodbye. Jocelyn and the children are not. And so this is true. It's terrible. This is so terrible. I'll come in. So I I have I work out in the garage. I have motorcycles that I fix up. And so or whatever. I'm just out there causing problems and breaking things. So I'll go out there and I'll work and I'll come in and be like, hey, where are the kids? And she'll be like, oh, shit, they left. I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> and like, it's like since day one, I've been like, can you just tell the kids to come say bye to me before they leave? And so like, it's, it's stuff like that. Like, I yeah, see. that's, that is a fail, but like, it's not like something that like is a, you know, none deal of it's, none of it's a deal breaker. No, I and know what you mean. I, yeah. I, don't, yeah. too. I don't know that it's because he's stepped. I think I just am this way where I'm like, I'm going through life and I'm going to do the things that I need to do. And I'm going to think about the things that I, I mean, you know, I'm busy. I'm very busy and overwhelmed. And sometimes <laughs> I just am like, let's just mark shit off of our list. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, there's all these people that I care about. And I just forgot to say right. goodbye to them or that I love you or thank you or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that not to discount or anything. I, that is at my house too. Yeah. yeah. Bert will come running out the side door underwear. Yeah. You didn't say goodbye. And yeah. I'm like, shit. I tell, I just, I mean, how long have I had kids with him? Yeah. Yeah. Forever. And I still forget that it's not, it's part of your family culture and it's part of your little bitty part of your value system, like Mm -hmm. where you're acknowledged before you left. Yeah. And I have, I've started, believe it or not, this past year when George was a senior in high school going, go say goodbye to your dad before you leave. Yeah. Cause I hadn't. Also, in our defense, he's only here a couple days a week. Yeah. Right. So it's not like it's a daily routine. It's a little harder to get into the yeah. habit yeah. because he's only here. And yeah. then they don't know when he's here. When so he's you're not. saying if he was here seven days a week, it'd be easier to remember? I think it might mm. be. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> but I, you know, I, to your point, am a very busy, 
task oriented. What's next? Let's get this party started. Let's go, 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 go person. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't make myself stop and go, who needs something right now that I may be overlooking? I don't do Uh, that. I mean, I will notice, and this is a, I mean, this is just a huge flaw. It has nothing to do with step parenting, but somebody will text me and be like, oh, I can't go to dinner because, and then list all of these horrible things. And what happens in my head is I'm like, okay, when do we need to reschedule for? And then six hours later, I'm like, oh shit, I'm so sorry. Your mom died. (laughs) Oh my God. Do you need anything? Like, holy crap. I do that all the time where I'm like, oh my God, I just am doing the task. So I I'm the opposite. I'm like, your mom died. Oh my, like, I like never go to dinner with me again. Like, let's just deal with this. So, yeah, I mean, it is a lot of that, but like that goes into step parenting and the fact that it's like two people with two different sets of values. I don't know about values, but like, like task orientation. Yeah. You know, and like, so I, I don't know. I don't, I disagree with that. It's not step parenting because I think it is. I think it's relation. Step parenting is relationships and it's all the same. It's all just a big, messy thing. We're just the universe figuring ourselves out, man. Yeah. James Webb. James Webb. James Webb. That's my that's my response to everything now. The James Webb telescope. Who is James Webb? The James it's, Webb telescope. It's like sending all these deep space photos. You're too smart for me. Now, this is not smart. I am not smart. I, I I ain't heard what you're talking about. I don't even know what you're talking about. So you're it's a than telescope. It. It's like replacing the Hubble. It's like oh, the okay. new Hubble. Okay. And, and it's, it's sending these photos. The and photographs you just, are amazing. You just look at they? it and you're like, these are. It's not sending you stars. It's sending you photos of entire universes. And you just look at it and you're like what the fuck are we doing? Like, why are right. we, why are we fighting war? We should just be figuring out what that is. Like, right. Oh my God. Yeah. So every time, like, instead of like, God bless, I'm like James Webb. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. So that's- yeah, no, I I'm too busy to even know that that is happening <laughs> on this planet. I, I just got to get from A to B. But, um, so if there's one thing you could change in your world of step, what would it be? <sighs> oh, I don't, gosh, I've, like you should have asked me this ahead of time so i could have thought of that well that's i like watching you process on the spot because usually your gut is what's right right? i know i don't know i I mean for me i I know my answer like i mean if i could change anything in the world of step parenting is that what no i had an answer oh I thought you were going to tell me my answer. No, no, no. no. That's, she that's, could if you wanted her to. I'll wait for my turn. Okay, good. Are you going to hear I'm what not I say? Listen. Yeah, no, I'm so. just going to wait for my turn. Uh, Hopefully, we don't say the same thing. Uh, I I would like to be able to resolve the issues quicker, and and that's what we're working towards. That's what I think everybody's working towards. You're not ever going to get away from conflict, but you want to get to a resolution quicker. Okay, the problem's here. Okay, we can fight about the fact that there's a problem, or we can move to a resolution and that's what I would like to do, not just with her, but with the kids, with everything in our family dynamic is just get to the resolution quicker. Also, I would like the cat to stay in at night. (laughs) You have a new cat? No, it's an old cat. He's older than Bartok was. And uh, he he tends to sneak out at night uh, outside, but he stays in the backyard. He also weighs like He's like 400 pounds. Like a, and so it, it would he take like six coyotes. Would. They would be like, we can't. We need, it's just, we need a pack crane. He's the McDonald's of cats for coyotes. Well, let's call in some backup. <laughs> yeah. Is there like a neighbor dog that can help me out here? Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. And he's mean. He's, he's mean. mean. So yes. like, I'm like. But eh. he's sweet. But mean. But mean. He could feed the whole pack too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could run the pack. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I 
what I noticed that I think is interesting is that, I mean, we are pretty well adjusted with the two households, but, and the kids are with Mike 50% of the time. There is so much lack of consistency as a result. Like, I love it that, that there's this kind of seamless, you know, oh, you're with dad tonight. And it's not a big, by seamless, I mean, there's not like a big emotional struggle of mm-hmm. like, oh, I hate going to dad's. You know, the kids yeah. are like happy either place. Well, they have their own relationships. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Um, but we've never had a routine that is like just a consistent routine because the kids are with me three or four nights a week and then they're with Mike for three or four nights a week. And by the time they leave. And so that part's hard. Yeah. Yeah. That part is, and it's a bit of a bummer where I am very, very grateful that Mike is who he is and that the kids have their relationship with both of us that they do. But there are times where I'm like, man, it would be so much easier if I was just the primary parent. Yeah. And like they went sure. to Mike's two weekends a month. And yeah, I've heard that from other divorced yeah. people too. Uh, divorced moms. I've never heard that from a dad, but from other <laughs> divorced moms, I did a, I did a podcast on divorce in the very beginning of my journey, but, mm. um, it's no longer available, but, um, but oh, really? the mom on that had that same thing. She was like, the hardest part for me is, uh, like who's picking up, dropping off from soccer and where is the soccer equipment? I mean, like yeah. who oh, has the, the this, oh is it God. your house or their house? The equipment, the equipment is, shit. is the worst. Yeah. This yeah. is the one thing that like pisses me off so much about Mike. And I regularly, I'm like, if this is the thing that's pissing me off about him, we're doing great because yeah. married couples have so much more than what, but it's like none of the shit ever gets returned. And so I'll like, I'll be like, where's your jacket We're over at dad's house. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh God damn it. And then I'm like, Mike, <laughs> where's the maroon jacket? And he's like, I'm so sorry. It's sitting right here. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's what she was saying. She was like, that's her big, the most, um, constant problem. And it is with, when I talk to other, I mean, it is with divorced parents. It's like, Oh, good God. Yeah. So, but I mean, honestly, if that's what I have to complain about, Mike, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing totally. Yeah. Totally. That. And I think that the person that was my guest was talking about differences Mm. and rules in each house. This, this dad's house, you can have soda and candy. My house, you can have it. Dad's house, you can have unlimited screen time. My house, you can't have it, which calls it in, causes an yeah. inherent struggle. There is a, a tiny touch of that, but yeah. like, it's nothing like they, the kids get it. They're like my house, my rules. Like they, they yeah. understand that concept right away. Yeah. You know? So like, I, I, I get that though, like that feeling, but like, I think to Jocelyn and Mike's credit, like they have really resilient kids that are just like, okay, like this is what's We're in front of mostly me. on the same page too. Yeah. Like there's not when, you know. when you're not, you guys talk about it and it like, it, it's like a conversation and it's like, everybody's there for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I gotta say, I always say this to people. If you are getting divorced from somebody who's a good guy in a lot of ways, your life is, and you have kids in a lot of ways, your life is going to get easier. Like I would play the divorce, like single divorce card. Sure. Play the card. But the truth of the matter is I get breaks. I like, just think about that. Think yeah. about when your kids, like those times with your kids where you're like, oh my God, I just need like a couple nights away. Yeah. Mine go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel when they go away, I'm like, it's not like I'm sending them to somebody's house that I don't trust. Yeah. I totally trust that everything is getting handled. Yeah. yeah. The shit's not going to get returned to my house. That's not <laughs> going to get returned to my house, but yeah. The emotional piece is it's fine. All, it's yeah. all. Yeah. Mental, emotional piece yeah. is fine. I think what happens with a lot of 
well, at least with my parents, um, my dad was not into this game, but my mom was definitely in the game of like fucking with my dad. Mm. You know? Oh yeah. Pick her up at six and then we're not home at six. Yeah. We're not oh. home until eight thirty. And he's sitting in the driveway. And, and there was like a long commute, right? Yeah, an hour drive. Yeah. Um, drop her off at four. She gets home at nine and we're just sitting in the driveway waiting yeah. for her. Right. Um, that's just a lot of fucking with someone. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think that happens a yeah. lot because yeah. they they use people sometimes use their kids to punish the spouse yep. or ex-spouse. Right. So unfortunate because what do you get out of that? You get more problems with your kids, yeah. right? I know. It causes I know. so many problems for your kids. Yeah. And now you and they they carry that for your lifetime. You know, the it's amazing how your childhood imprints on you. Mm -hmm. You know? I, I'm I'm constantly have things showing up that I've quote handled in therapy. <laughs> and I go, yeah. where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. I've handled small. it. You've done so much therapy. Oh my God. The damage from people who don't have their shit together lasts forever. 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 Yeah. Forever. And this one, the last time I had something really big come up that I had completely handled, it came up in a big way. I'm still in therapy. Mm -hmm. Called my therapist. And I was like, what? What the actual fuck? Yeah. Am I dealing with this again? Yeah. And she was like, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. Forever. And, and so much of it. I mean- and is it's, it worth it to punish your ex-spouse right. to have this child deal with that forever? It's not, forever. It's, forever. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what you're doing. Yeah. When mm -hmm. you're fighting with your spouse and putting your kids in the middle, you're requiring that kid to carry that piece of shit luggage forever. Well, and that is what I will say when I'm like the name of your talking about right there. Yeah. <laughs> the, the carrying of shit the piece of shit luggage. <laughs> I'm going to think of that the next time that my piece of shit luggage shows up off the fucking conveyor belt. And I go, oh, there's there my piece is. of shit luggage. There it goes right there. I recognize that big turd. It's the one next to the Gucci bag. Exactly. That's definitely not Bert's Gucci. Bert's is, a, Bert's is a turd also, but just shaped a little differently. Smells better. Mine is terrible. <laughs> but yeah, what were you saying? Sorry. Well, when I think about my like sort of basic, well-adjusted kid, I'm like, Man, hopefully, like all of this, like right now, kind of vanilla normalcy allows you to be a richer adult, mm -hmm. like you know, richer adult. Um, because I do, you know, like I was just saying that that the absence of trauma in a thirteen-year-old is just makes for kind of a shallow human being. But that you know, you believe going forward that they're so much. There's so much more available room in them. Yeah to experience life purely. I don't think they're shallow. I think that they're, I think they're deep. I think there's they're just not nothing shallow. in the well yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I think people, the you know, yeah. Trauma builds character for sure. You, you can't deny it. But I also think that like having a fantastic foundation, you can just build on that. Yeah. And I think that, I, I don't think that like these kids that are come from well-adjusted homes are not somehow like cool, like mysterious people. I think that they're just going to be able to build like a really solid foundation to make themselves as interesting as possible because they'll find themselves interesting. Yeah. 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 I hope so. Uh, fortunately <laughs> or unfortunately, all of my friends are just broken. They yeah. put themselves <laughs> back together in a way that they are amazing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I have anybody that's like, yeah, 
life was good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't have, I can't think of anybody. Kristen. Okay. I think Kristen is like, like she is like, my life was pretty easy and my parents are, and she's fantastic. She's Mm -hmm. amazing. I wonder wonder what she was like when she was 13. I wonder. Right. Maybe we should, should, maybe we should podcast about what the three of us was like when I was 13, when we were 13. Oh yeah. I was a disaster. I was a disaster too. I had, so I was just telling, I had a dream last night that my daughter, um, went on vacation and met like the wrong group of kids and started drinking and started dating this like older guy. And then he broke up with her and she was like, nothing that alcohol can't handle. Okay. This is my dream. <laughs> this is what my kid says to me. And, um, I woke up and I was like, Oh, thank God. Like she's just a good solid kid. Yeah. And you guys, she's not basic or vanilla. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. She she's is actually not, she is not basic or vanilla. Not at all. Not I at don't all. know her well, but I, I follow you on Instagram and I go, she's you pretty have fantastic. some pretty dynamic kids. It's, it's, she's pretty. Also, this. she's yeah, not, she's also, dynamic she's also. not untraumatized. I've done some trauma. Well, I mean, <laughs> she is from a divorce. I've done, I've done some damage. Divorce in and of itself is traumatic. Sure. Yeah. Even if it's handled the most beautifully, if it's tied with a ribbon and bluebirds yeah. fly along with it, it's still kind of sad. That is true. It is. I mean, when it, when it happened, I remember when I told the kids that I was getting divorced, they were so young. And I was like, okay, so here's the deal. Your dad and I are going to live in two separate houses. Um, you guys are going to have two houses. The word for that is divorce because they were so young that they didn't even know what divorce yeah. meant. And Junie was like, Kier, oh, did you hear that? We get two houses. And I mean, so excited. And I was like, oh, the shit is going to hit the fan when they figure this out. <laughs> when they cash that check I just wrote, it's going to be there. Yeah. And I mean, it did happen where like there was a stage where Junie, every time she had to separate from one of us, it was just devastating Bless it was so yeah. devastating yeah. yeah but yeah. the actual telling them about the divorce it was like huh i went too good <gasps> well right? i'm suspicious yeah, yeah. that's crazy oh yeah. yeah yeah it's, i was it's, you know they're 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 good they're fine everything's yeah. fine <laughs> everything's great i was saying something else and then i lost my train of thought i don't know well it's everything okay. uh i this is the first real long conversation yes. I've had with you, yeah. which I find unfortunate now that I have had this long conversation. He's so with you. great. He's amazing. I know. Well, so are you. Um, you know, Amanda was here earlier this did, week. Yeah. Did and you did you tell her her, her, her dog, her dog. Did she tell you about the puzzle that oh I made? Her? No, but you told me about the puzzle, <laughs> which is fantastic. Yeah. Did, so, did I say it? Can I say you it can say it here? Absolutely. I this is a safe it. place. I love so it. So my friend, Amanda, if you're, she got her face bit by a dog. It was a pit bull and she likes puzzles. And since I'm an asshole and she disarmed the dog, she was, disarmed the dog. She's okay. Everybody's fine. How did yeah. she disarm? Oh, the dog? she disarmed the dog. Okay. She told him. Okay. She just she did my it. podcast. Yeah. But maybe if they didn't watch that episode. Okay. Good. good okay. Good, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Super fast. So, okay. Just stuck- her, a pit bull attacked her dog and she got the pit bull off of the, her dog by sticking her finger up the pit bull's butt. And then the pit bull turned around and bit her in the face. There you go. So she likes puzzles. So I gave her a puzzle of a pit bull right after this happened. Right. Oh and I God. was like, haha. Okay. But <laughs> what I actually did was I had Daryl take a naked picture of me <laughs> and we created a custom puzzle <laughs> and I swapped the two puzzles out. So she thought it was a puzzle of a pit bull, but instead it was a naked picture of me. And what did she do when she put that puzzle together? Well, here's what happened. So she posted, she has this house in Lake Arrowhead. It's a rental. 
Airbnb house and she posted pictures of this stack of puzzles. And oh, I was like, my God. oh, fuck, Amanda, <laughs> did you take the puzzle to Lake Arrowhead? And she's like, yeah, yeah. Why? And I was like, get that puzzle. Get this like a family friendly like. And I was like, you got to go have Joe drive up to Lake Arrowhead right now and Poor get Joe that puzzle. You had to go get the puzzle. Oh, my God. She was like, why? And I was like, I don't want to tell you just put the puzzle together. But go get that puzzle. And they did not put it together until just recent, like within the last month, she sent me a picture. Finish it because they didn't have have the right picture. picture. And so she was struggling. I'm like, just put it. It's a puzzle. Just put the the boobs together. Oh my God. (laughs) That is so funny. I know. No, she did not tell me that when she was here. Every day is an adventure with Josh. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, Bert walked in on us because he didn't know that I was podcasting. He'd just gotten off a flight and he was like, Oh my God, Amanda. And after he left, I said, I I can't believe our friendship, right? We met at tennis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just randomly. And then we went off and did tennis privately. This group I would tell people women. you were on my tennis tennis team. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. team, team beginner. Team beginner. Um, but then I was like, the two of them, both of them, I feel like every time I see you, it's like I saw you last week. I know. I love you so much. I don't ever feel like. I feel like I want to see you more, but I don't ever feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like, oh, I'm really letting Jocelyn down. You're she an easy friend. For me. Same for you and Amanda. Yeah. I feel like you're, I'm so blessed to have you as easy friends because as you are, my life is so busy. Yeah. And it's not that I don't want to spend time. It's just that we're living our lives. Yeah. And, um, I really appreciate you as a friend. I do too. And I value you very deeply. I really do. So I w- I hope you know that. I hope you know I feel the same way. I would do anything for you. Same. And, yeah. And I'm shocked that I don't know you better because of how I feel about you. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I don't care about you. No, I can't. Yeah. But, no, but really, great. I feel like you're like, you were, you, you were meant to be in my life. Yeah. You know? There's, there was no reason for it to happen. We signed up for a tennis class. I didn't know you at all. We were, we were in a tennis class with a whole bunch of people that you were we random. Didn't have to, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you what, what was any of these people look like. What was the instructor's oh, you didn't date name? Him? Scott. Scott. He never tied his shoes because we were so bad. You never dated him though. I never dated. No. Him. Just check. I didn't no. know if it was like a thing where she dates all the kids. Coaches. No, I was with Mike. I don't know. Scott was not really into teaching. We <laughs> talked. And shot the shit and fucked around. And like, we yeah. were I don't know not serious. anything about tennis. I, I still don't know. I was about to say, thing. I no can't way. even imagine Jocelyn swinging a tennis racket. I don't even know how. I mean, we would when it was my turn, I would be like, oh, I'll be back, you guys. I gotta go do this. <laughs> don't stop talking. I'll be right back. Yeah. Because the whole thing was just about talking. talking yeah. And then when we moved to private, it was me, you, Amanda, and Julia, and just talking. Yeah. And then Julia left at some point. Remember when we yep. had that really young girl? Yep. We had like some 16-year-old girl, and yep. we were like, oh, you stay at the <laughs> net so the three of us can talk. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so in some ways, much like my stepmom, I value our friendship with you and with Amanda because Nothing in life kept us together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't have kids the same age. Mm-mm. We didn't have work. We didn't have, we didn't keep playing tennis. Yeah. We just chose to keep up with each other in this inconsistent, consistent way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to me, that makes your friendship valuable in a different way yeah. than Sandy, who I work out with three days a week, right. and Kathy, who yeah. I run a Girl Scout troop with. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, it's a very different. You choose to be here. Yeah. You know? And I always love seeing you. And I do I always same. feel I was like, 
it was thinking about when, when Avery first moved here and we came over here and we left, I think I told you this and Avery was like, those are the nicest people. Your, your girls were so nice to him and you're so lovely all of the time. And I was like, this kid has not seen a lot of kindness in the world. And then to be around people like you guys who were, I mean, you guys are on this extreme of kindness. Oh, so well, thank, thank you. you. He still talks about it. Mm-hmm. He does. <laughs> yeah. Well, come back. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. I reached out to you a couple of times just to see how everything was going. And uh, because we don't talk, <laughs> I was like, seems like it's okay. It's good. Yeah. It's but things are going well. Instagram yeah. looks good. Yeah. It's going so well. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep walking out the door without saying goodbye. You know, keep walking out the door without saying goodbye. So when the Instagram goes dark, that's when you got to worry. Exactly. Like, What's going on over there? Well, I'm glad that he's doing so well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that, uh, how has it been that he's worked out that he stayed? Everything okay with your sister or? Um, I feel like that's probably a conversation we should have offline. No, no, it has been, there has been a lot of, I mean, you and I need to do a podcast and I always just am waiting for the timing where we talk about like family trial. We talked about this, about how we want to talk about, you know, just your upbringing and mine. And I, I want to wait for the right time on that just because there's kids involved. Completely. You know, totally. And we don't have to talk about it on the podcast at all. We can talk about it by ourselves because it helps to have someone who's been through a similar situation personality process all of it how many marriages do you have in your under your belt i know right i got a lot under mine too we can relate on that level too and we have the same birthday so we do we have the same (laughs) birthday but i always want to have i want to do a podcast like you said something to me once about how your neighbor said to you what's going on in that house isn't normal Mm -hmm. and i like that stuck with me so much because there were so many things happening in my life that nobody ever said that's not normal And I think about maybe how much my life could have shifted. Maybe if I had known what was going on, wasn't normal. Mm. And I think like that's such an interesting conversation is the normalization of things that are really unhealthy. Yeah, that is a really good conversation. And I, because I had my dad's life, Mm -hmm. I knew what was going on in the house was not normal. But you don't want anybody else to know that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, I shame. knew it wasn't normal. The I was like, this is, is not fucking normal. I'm not supposed to be stealing and lying. Yeah. But when someone else said, you need to be out of that environment, it did, it did, it did affect me. Uh, it made me very ashamed. Yeah. And at the same time, it made me feel seen mm-hmm. and yeah. loved and cared for. And an outside party had concern. And that was very valuable. Just mm-hmm. like having my dad always that one family really changed, really was very important yeah. for me, yeah. me having this family because that family functioned like a regular family. They fought, they screamed, they laughed, they cried, they loved each other. They yeah. were all thrown in together. And I was this, just, you know, only child across the street in this not normal place, walking every day into this normal place. And having a different understanding of, of, what, of my what own it, life. What it could be. Yeah. Yes. What, yeah. what it was, quote, supposed to be. Yeah. Or at least what healthy looked like. Yeah. Warts right. and all. Yeah. I mean, because it definitely warts in that family. For sure. But it was pretty healthy. Yeah. There yeah. was love everywhere. Yeah. In yeah. that house. And uh, and a broken house is just harder. It's just yeah. harder. It's not the same. So, yeah. Anyway, that is a conversation. For I know. And I would day. love to have it. Let's yeah. do it whenever yeah. you're ready. And even we can even do it. And you can say, don't put that out. 
Yeah. Uh, whatever you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I only want you to be comfortable. Yeah. I think I it helps that. so many people when you have deep conversations For about sure. trauma and stuff. I get so many emails. When yeah. I talk about this, mm-hmm. I'll get so many emails. I'm a step parent. That's yeah. exactly how I feel. Or I wish my husband, who's a step parent, would listen. That's the whole point of the podcast is to be an open book so that mm-hmm. people can learn because I learn from being an open book. Yeah. yeah. Every time I talk to you, I learn something every single time. I never yeah, come away from too. a conversation without you, without learning from you personally. Oh, from I'm Amanda. Stealing, I love me because you love me. I'm that's going with me forever. That when you said that about to your yeah. father, my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm stealing that forever. Like, I mean, yeah, I think that's great. Like I, I, you guys, your conversations are always great. She always comes home like refreshed, like inspired. Like I'm always happy that I did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what a real friendship should be. Yeah. yeah. If you ever leave a friendship not feeling refreshed, mm-hmm. there's something, something wrong. Yeah. Some, there's a pool that shouldn't Something's be happening. wrong. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyway, I appreciate you appreciate very much. You and I love you, Jocelyn. I, do. I love you too. And I like you a lot. I get it. <laughs> I just I, met I'm you. at least a six out of 10. You I are maybe you. all pretty you. close to a 10 out of 10 for my friend, Jocelyn. Oh, I'm super you. happy to <laughs> meet you. you and have talked to you. Thank you it's so much. It's been amazing to talk to you too, of course. Thank, thank you. you for having us. So. I'm going to have to find your podcast. Oh, it's out there somewhere. I'll I don't find know. it. I'll find it. I'm so curious. Let me know if you find it because I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know where it is. Well, let thank me know you if guys. it's any good. Yeah, she's never listened oh, to anything. You haven't? I have. He's a joke. He thinks I've never listened to it. I'm like, I've listened to at least one episode. She doesn't. Or a half, a half. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I listened guys. to the intro. Thank, thank you, Leanne. You. Thank you. I think that we should give together.